0: Riders Radio Theater is on the air. it's the Riders on the
1: Radio. Come on, partner, saddle up and go. Get ready for the Cowboy Show. Yodel the Yodel Radio. Yeah. We've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the Cowboy Way. And now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna
2: hoot and holler and holler at the moon.
0: It's time to settle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Too Slim, the man of many hats. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers. And Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're going to ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're going to hoot and holler and howl at the moon. Oh, 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 oh,
3: oh. Yodeling. There's a place around the fire for you with Riders in the Sky. So come on and let's ride.
2: And
0: now with the 2,939th performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky.
4: Thank you, Texas Mix Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. Thank you to the ladies and gentlemen here in the audience at the Emory Theatre. And to those of you listening all across America and around the world, Riders in the Sky are too Slim, Ranger Doug, and Woody Paul. And assisted ably by our orchestra under the direction of Joey the Cow Polka King. Gonna start off this one with a... There you go, Joey. Your fans are here. The tale about a bonnie Texas lass, the blue bonnet lady. One, two,
2: three,
5: blue, blue bonnet lady, why are you so sad and all
2: alone? Blue, blue,
5: blue bonnet, bonnet lady, I oh, do you need a shoulder to lean? About. Well, I'm just a lonesome Lone Star Cowboy I'm needing someone to It might be you Blue, blue, blue bonnet, bonnet lady. lady Come with me And you won't be blue Blue, blue, blue bonnet, lady. bonnet lady I bet you're sweeter than The rose of San
2: Antonio
5: blue Bonnet lady, oh a pretty Texas flower shouldn't be so all alone. Well, I'm just a lonesome, lone star cowboy. I'm needing someone too, and it might be you, blue blue bonnet lady. Come with me, and you won't be blue. That Texas teardrop from your eye Cause blue, blue bonnet lady All things are gonna be much better by and by For I'm just a lonesome, lone star cowboy I need a girl like you, yes I do Blue, blue, blue bonnet, bonnet lady Come with me and, me and, and you won't be blue
2: with me And you won't be blue yeah.
0: Now hold on to your hat saddle, pals. Rider's Radio Theatre will thunder back right after this short preview of our coming attraction.
3: Come the way He gave it style, he tamed the wild hair's head with smile With razor sharp and scissors, quick lowered ears without
1: a nick Frontier Barber,
3: Frontier Barber, Frontier Barber
0: Shave and a haircut Coming this fall to public radio and theaters of the mind everywhere. The rootin' tootin' wild haircuttin' adventures of Floyd the Frontier Barber. Starring Bob Dylan as Floyd Pink.
6: Floyd, the hairy kid's in town and he'll be here any second
3: for a showdown with you. No, he is? I mean, a showdown? man.
6: Yeah, yeah, he's... He's feeling mean and out of sorts, too. Well, yeah. you don't see.
3: <laughs> Fit to be tied? Oh, oh here, here he is.
7: Okay, Floyd, draw. Well, well if if you insist. Hey, that's not a big iron, that's a curling iron. Oh, we'll just put a little
3: flip here, straighten here, and a little clip here. That's better. Don't you feel, aren't you
2: better?
7: Yeah, yeah, why, yeah, I am. I don't feel, I don't feel so dang mean anymore. That looks pretty good. You know, I'm
3: not really such a bad
0: guy, you know?
3: Oh, you were just, you were just having a a bad hair day. Yeah, I was. A bad hair day.
0: Yes, everybody all across the West had to take their hat off to Floyd, the frontier barber. Why are you, I said, why
8: are you taking your hat off? To me? Well, I want a haircut, of course.
0: First came the mountain man, then came the cattle man and the miner, and then when the West was at its wildest and hair at its horniest, came the man who tamed the wild hairs of the West, the Frontier Barber. Yeah. Coming this fall to the BXU Network and your local theater of the mind. <laughs> Riders Radio Theater sends a great big Western howdy to our station of the week, WHRO in Norfolk, Virginia. And now here's the king of the cowboy fiddlers with a little of the, I just ride I don't title them rag. <laughs> It's time for the popular feature, Light Under a Bushel.
4: Yes, Light Under a Bushel—the part of our show where each of us shares an accomplishment or a talent, which the world cares not a fig about. Too slim? Would you please lead off?
3: Okay, Ranger. Doug, I've been practicing. My special talent is I can recite the Greek alphabet really fast with my eyes closed. Okay. Ready? Here goes: Alpha beta gamma delta epsilon zeta eta iota kappa lambda mu nu xi omicron rho sigma tau upsilon phi chi psi omega.
6: Thank you.
2: Thank
4: you. And you think you know a guy. How
6: about, How about when your you, mouth shut? What? Can you do it when your mouth shut?
8: <laughs> That's pretty nice. Cool. How
4: about you, Woody? Have you got a special talent to share with us on no. Light Under a Bushel?
6: ranger duck one of my greatest things my special talent I guess is I can tell the world's greatest parrot joke. Oh, great. Oh, really? Okay, this guy goes into a pet shop. There's a parrot way back in the back and the guy says, "How much is that parrot?" And the pet shop guy says, "$2." And the guy says, "$2? Why is it so cheap?" And the pet shop guy says, "Because he doesn't have any feet." And the guy says, oh, wait, "Well, well how is he whoa, standing it, up on hold that it perch?" Right track? there,
4: yeah. Woody Paul. This is a family show.
6: Well, well. Sorry, Ranger Doug, I, I guess that one should stay under my bushel. I think so. A wise choice,
4: and also the cowboy way. See, my own unknown accomplishment was about which the world cares not a whit, what took place at the Michigan High School State Track Meet, where on a glorious afternoon several years ago, I took a bronze by throwing the 12 pound shot. Forty-nine feet and five inches.
3: Wow, that's some toss, Ranger Doug. That was back before they invented shoes, too.
4: I actually had shoes. Ah,
3: so. I see. Right on the cusp then of the shoe <laughs> invention period.
4: <laughs> but they didn't have little cushions in them like no, they do now. Not now.
3: Oh, well,
4: shoes. that concludes light under a bushel. We yeah. certainly <laughs> hope you've enjoyed this <laughs> intimate peek at the need a need
3: Heimlich, a Heimlich Texas, Bix Texas Bix?
0: Well, no, you know, I was just uh, talking about. Light under a bushel. Oh, I get uh, it. Yeah. You have a light under your bushel. Well, yeah. I've, well, we'll take a flyer. We'll I've authored four very successful books now.
3: Well, that's
4: really nice. That's nice. I wish we had time to go into the titles and talk about them, but it's time for another song here, and it's t- we have all scheduled out a, a beautiful song,
3: a ha- but we only have half an hour, at Texas yeah. Bigs. There won't be time to get in your titles and all. That. I'm happy about your we'll books, so, so, though. That. yeah, that's great. Vicks. that's really nice. Light under a bushel. Thank you very thank much, you very ladies much. and gentlemen. Thank you, and so thank you.
4: red-headed stranger from blue rock montana rode into town one day under his knees was a raging black stallion globin behind was a bay the red-headed stranger had eyes like the thunder lips that were sad and tight his little lost love was asleep on the hillside his heart was as heavy as night
1: don't cross him don't boss him he's wild in his sorrow he's riding and hiding his pain don't fight him don't spite him just wait till tomorrow and maybe he'll ride.
4: A yellow-haired woman leaned out of the window, watched as he passed her way. She drew back in fear at the sight of the stallion but cast greedy eyes on the bay. How could she know that the dancing bay pony meant more to him than life? This was the horse that his little lost darling was riding when she was his
2: wife.
4: A yellow-haired woman went down to the tavern, looked up the stranger there, bought her a drink, and he gave her some money. He just didn't seem to care She followed him out as he got on the stallion Laughed as she grabbed the bay But he shot her so quick they had no time to warn her She never heard anyone say
1: Don't cross him, don't boss him, he's wild in his sorrow He's riding and hiding his pain Don't fight him, don't spite him Just wait till tomorrow And maybe he'll ride on again
4: They buried the yellow-haired woman at sunrise The stranger went free, of course and hang a man for shooting a woman when she's trying to steal his heart.
1: Don't cross him, don't boss him. He's wild in his sorrow. He's riding and hiding his pain. Don't fight him, don't spite him. Just wait till tomorrow, and maybe he'll ride.
0: Riders Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We continue now with our national Beatle polka countdown with survey song number two, Let It Be. Welcome back, buckaroos and buckarettes. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. Uh, <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the cowboy way. Tonight, episode 12 of the exciting Western melodrama, Marauders of the Cosmos. As faithful listeners, one old out recall, riders in the sky believe Tumbleweed Valley's Grand Couton Mountains are the habitat for the last surviving member of the Studebaker Golden Hawk species. Because of this, Too Slim has written a letter to the Department of the Interior. Once they read this letter, they'll have no choice but to do the
3: right thing.
0: Meanwhile, the villain Slocum has built a rocket gun with a three mile long barrel up the south slope of the grandest crouton of them all, Mount Brigitte. He plans to send Charlie into space to retrieve some cosmic dust from a mysterious comet called Rudy. Rudy is believed to be made of an unknown element known as Unknown but named, nevertheless, gun called Spamium. Spamium. What? Spamium.
8: Thank you. One spoonful of it could power a city the size of New York for a hundred years, Charlie. Wow,
7: Slocum. The closer that comet gets, the more powerful that Spamium gets. What do you mean? On the last episode, it could power New York for one year.
0: Oh, shut up, you idiot. Right. And now episode 12 entitled, Doofus in Space. It is morning in Tumbleweed Valley. At the famed old Harmony Ranch, riders in the sky have finished an early breakfast. And as there are so many of these mornings, they're now eagerly awaiting the arrival of the Pony Express.
2: Hey, here he
8: comes, boys.
6: Look out, he's tossing the mail, Sack. Hmm.
8: Wow,
4: looks like my limited edition glass sculpture of Lafcadio Hearn finally came.
6: (laughs) Well, let's open it up and see there. Thanks, Woody. There you go, Ranger Doug.
4: Yeah, little Elmer's glue, it'll be good as
8: new.
6: Little Elmer's.
8: Hey, Side, here's hey. a letter for you. Hell? Oh, another fan letter from Julia Child. No. Oh. oh, look, here's, here's
6: my physics of roping quarterly. <laughs> wow. So, and Slim, here's a
3: letter for you from the, whoa, the Department
6: of the Interior. Well,
3: holy cow, they answered me already. Boy, old Bill sure has them hopping up at the headwaters.
4: Yeah, you wrote him about preserving the Grand Croutons as a habitat for the Studebaker Golden Hawk, didn't you?
3: Yeah, well, not exactly.
4: (laughs) And what do you mean, yeah, well, not exactly?
3: Well, I read in Car and Environmentalist that they believe the Studebaker Golden Hawk is an extinct species since the last one seen was in 1977 on Starsky and Hutch.
4: Oh, nonsense. I know there's still at least one out there.
3: Yeah, well, I believe you, Ranger Doug, but since I figured I couldn't get the Grand Croutons preserved as a habitat for an endangered species they think has been extinct since 1977, I positioned them to declare it a wetlands. Wetlands? Yeah.
6: Wetlands? <laughs> Too, yeah. Slim, the Grand Croutons are mountains. Well, I know. They get a lot of rainfall, yes, but yeah. it all runs off. Oh. There's no such thing as wetlands on a mountainside. Woody's right, Slim. Wetlands
4: are marshy, low-lying areas with poor drainage. They help to regulate the water cycle, filter the water, and prevent soil erosion. They also serve as spawning and feeding grounds for nearly one-third of the endangered species in America. But the Grand Croutons are not by any stretch of the imagination a wetlands.
3: Oh, I did something really dumb, didn't I? I'm afraid so. Only an idiot would do something like I just did.
4: Yes, but a very special idiot.
3: Oh, gosh, you mean it? Yes, I do. You may be an idiot.
8: Yeah, but you're our idiot.
3: You know, I'm not even going to open this letter. I'm just going to throw it away.
4: Slim, what in the world are you saying?
3: Well, it's just going to call me a geographical nincompoop. It's easy for you to say. Well...
4: Sure, Slim. Toss that letter away. A letter paid for by the American taxpayers.
3: Okay, I'm just going to pitch it over here. Go right ahead.
4: Ignore an official letter from an agency of the United States government. I'll just recycle it. A letter delivered by an ununiformed agent of this great democracy. Well, is it... Recycle it, sure. It's just like any other piece of junk mail. Yes, it'd be the easy way to cast it aside like a circular from Walmart, but it wouldn't be
3: the cowboy way. Okay, but if you ask me, somebody who'd intentionally read aloud a letter that he knew was going to call him a geographical nincompoop would not only be a special idiot, but a major dumbbell as well. Stout fellows, then. What does it say? It says, Dear Geographical Nincompoop. Yeah. Well, you knew that was coming. I sure did. What else does it say? It said, you must be a very special idiot. (laughs) (laughs) No surprise there. None at all.
4: Yeah, but don't forget, you're our special idiot. Oh, thanks so much, Ranger Doug. You're welcome, Slim. So what else does it say?
3: Uh, The administration is very concerned with protecting America's wetlands. We're more than willing to give the benefit of the doubt whenever there's a fine line between wet and dry. But please, for someone to suggest that we classify the Grand Croutons of Mountain Range as a wetlands is, as you surely know by now, pure idiocy. Sincerely, Lloyd Bridges, Underwater Secretary of the Interior. P.S. Only a major dumbbell would read this letter out loud. See, I... Well, there you have it. Well, I certainly do. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have it all right. Boy, do I have it. Major dumbbell. Major <laughs> dumbbell, take it all right. Easy.
4: Take it easy, Slim.
3: No, don't you mean, take it easy, major dumbbell. Well, the name fits, wear it. Well, what? what? What I mean, Slim, is
4: it's time to move on. Great. We must set aside our personal feelings and concentrate on the big picture we must find the Studebaker golden hawk.
3: Right you are, Ranger Doug. First thing tomorrow
4: morning, we'll head out and cover every square inch of the Grand Croutons until we find it.
6: Ranger Doug, what if it's not there?
4: <gasps> Woody, I simply cannot conceive of a world without the beauty, the grace, and the style of a Studebaker golden hawk.
0: Indeed, a sad contemplation. Speaking of contemplating, on the south slope of Mount Bridget, your Brigitte make that, Spamium. The grandest crouton of them all, an event is about to take place that could only be done without any contemplation.
8: Okay, Charlie, I figured out how much fuel to use, and I'm ready to shoot you into space. I don't like this. Charlie, you got nothing to worry about. I built you this combination space suit spaceship. It's shock absorbent, so you won't be crushed by the sudden acceleration when I fire you out of the rocket gun. And I've coated it with the same heat-resistant tiles that they use on the space shuttle. Pretty nifty, don't you think? I don't think. No, of course you don't, but that's okay. I've done all the thinking for you. All you gotta do is put on this spacesuit, spaceship, get in the rocket gun, and I will shoot you into space.
7: Yeah, that part's easy enough, yeah. boss, but how do I get back? <laughs>
8: it's the easy part of all. You fall down. What else are you gonna do? You go up, you fall down, right?
7: Yeah, but don't eh? things burn up when they come falling out of space? Well,
8: not when they're coated with these NASA-designed heat-resistant tiles, they don't.
7: How do I know they won't come off?
8: Charlie, they're glued on. They can't come off.
7: That's good to know. I sure don't want to catch on fire again.
2: Nah,
8: it can't happen. I guarantee it. Now pay attention. There's a mini-computer that controls these rockets on your back here. It'll take care of all your navigating. Oh, and this is very important. Yeah? When you get to the comet, you need to activate the robotic spamium collector. It's yeah. here below your rockets. To make it operational, you just reach back and pat your left cheek. Uh-huh. Like that? No. No, not your facial cheek. Huh? I'm referring to the left side of your big, uh, what you sit on. My chair? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> there's a sensor there. When it's touched, uh. the specimen collector pops out and picks up 50 pounds of spamium in the wink of an eye. You bring it back, we're in business. Just remember, when you get to Rudy, you pat your left cheek. Right. No, left. Left?
0: Right. Right. That's
8: it. Right. Get in the spacesuit. Get in the barrel. Let's get going. Right. <laughs>
0: Thus it is that a short time later, Charlie is in the spacesuit in the rocket gun barrel, and Slocum's ready to fire.
8: Okay, Charlie, ready to start the countdown. Ready. Okay, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, cocking the hammer, 4, 5, 5, 4, 3, 2, fire!
0: (laughs) It is nothing less than awesome, a 300 pound heat resistant tile coated human cannonball shoots 3 miles up the barrel of a rocket gun, blasts through the atmosphere, punches through the ozone envelope, and soars into space. True enough, but based upon the earlier conversation Charlie had with Slocum about left, right, 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 I wouldn't bet on how long so far so good holds up. At any rate, back on Earth, the rocket gun's huge blast and its continuing reverberations has panicked the wildlife on Mount Brigitte, and there is a mass migration down the mountainside of frightened, disoriented creatures. Meanwhile, at the famed old Harmony Ranch, as they are so many of these afternoons, their chores done, writers in the sky are sitting on the front porch, reading their favorite author. Gosh, I'm so glad we joined the Texas
3: Bixbender Book of the Month Club. (laughs) He's a great writer. This Don't Squat With Your Spurs On, A Cowboy's Guide to Life is classic literature.
4: Yes, every college worth its accreditation should include his works in their literary master's program. (laughs) Who wrote this? I especially enjoy his two collaborations with the legendary and lovely Gladiola, Montana. Never Ask a Man, the size of his spread, a cowgirl's guide to life, and just one fool thing after another, a cowfolk's guide to love and romance.
6: Oh, you guys have got to read his latest. It's called Laughing Stop. A Cow's Guide to Life. Who wrote this? You know, a lot of people wouldn't think there was much need for a guide to a cow's life, but not old Texas
3: Bixbender. My admiration for him knows no bounds. Say, I hate to put good literature down. Whoa, but look over there on the corral fence. Ranger Doug, could that be a... Holy, a
6: cow's guide to life. Boys,
7: whatever you do, don't move. That is a genuine... Totally cherry, Studebaker Golden Hawk.
8: Boys, 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 I got the old goose gun down. I'm gonna Side shoot meat if you for so dinner. Much and there's a, there's a Side bird that make a great pie film right over there. Back.
0: It goes without saying that Ranger Dog's completed sentence was one of solid reasoning and marvelous restraint. Side meat got the picture. And in no time, the Studebaker Golden Hawk was sitting on the idol of American youth shoulder eating beans out of his hands and softly (laughs) backfiring. Meanwhile, back on the grandest crouton of them all, Charlie and his spaceship has successfully negotiated (laughs) re-entry.
8: Charlie, you did it. Oh, hey, wait a minute. The robotic spamium collector was never used. Oh, I
7: don't get it, boss. I patted my right cheek and nothing happened. You are supposed get to pat it? your left
8: cheek. Huh? Right? Left? What's the difference? Well, five million years of evolution, you idiot. Right. Now shut up and get back in the rocket gun. Huh? You gotta go back. Oh, no, I
7: don't. Yes, you do. Oh, no, I don't. <coughs> yes, you do. Does Charlie have to go
0: back? Has Ranger yeah, Duck really found the no one way. and only go last surviving back, member Charlie. of the Studebaker no. Golden no. Hawk species? Gun, and should no. every college worth its so accreditation long, include the works of me, no. yours gun, truly, Charlie. Texas no. Bixbender, and their literary master's program? The answer to all these questions is yes, but why? find out why you simply must be here same time same station next week for episode 13 truly the concluding chapter of the exciting western melodrama marauders of the cosmos entitled truly the concluding chapter of the exciting western melodrama marauders of the cosmos it's finalizing terminating full closure melodrama you dread to face and it's coming only to this theater of the mind
3: this is the vxu radio network